First of all, it's the morning. This is our first podcast in the morning. We usually yeah. do these at night. Let's be honest about what the morning is. It's 11.30. No, it's 12.30. But it's certainly the morning. And it was just daylight savings time. I'm all screwed up in yeah. my clock. I woke up like, hey, uh, it's 11.10. Derek and Dante are going to be here just 10 minutes ago. So you guys were late, first of all, which I really appreciated this morning. I was in full underpants mode. Uh, I'm amazed by how hard I'm getting hit by this. I feel I feel like it's 7 a.m. and it's not. It's 12:30. Yes. Preposterous. That is. I was up pretty late. Yeah. Doing stuff. I was making videos. I was trying to make videos. Mm-hmm. I tried and failed to make a video three times, four times. Yeah, it takes it takes a while. I I was up yesterday trying to do record a song. I think I failed 25 times, and that's I'm a, still failing. That's good so, though. Yeah. Some of the, I I love those fails. That that like. Because it's not just, it's not a failure. It's a not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It means you're aiming for the bullseye. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to hit the side of the barn. Yes. You you're know? not going to, you're not satisfied with the side of the barn. Not satisfied with the yeah. side of the barn. Yeah. Man, but show is early. And I'm sure out of practice of making videos, talking right to the camera. I was trying to be natural. I was like, oh, hello. <sighs> just had a lot of dorky face. red light? Yeah. It was very confusing. So I ended up cheating and getting my cat involved. That's not cheating. It's kind of cheating. That's Internet 101. I know that, but it's all like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's kind of it's ha- it's like having boobs in a movie. If it was just your cat, that would be cheating. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> welcome to the Nice Peter Podcast. It's intro music for the Nice Peter Podcast. The Nice Peter Podcast is brought to you in part today by Zen Bunny Chocolates. They didn't actually sponsor us or anything, but I found them and I wanted to include them in the podcast. Zen Bunny. Zen Bunny. So, ready for this? It's a man named Zen and his wife, Bunny. So It's adorable. It's adorable. First of all, that there's a man named Zen out there. He lives in Topanga, California. Of course he does. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Topanga, California, it's where men who are named Zen go to live and meet their wives, Bunny. So (laughs) it's on Abbott Kinney in in Venice, California, which Abbott Kinney is a place where you can spend $300 on a t-shirt. Yes. Easy. Yeah. And not, like, not get the good one. Yeah, that's you get, the discount rack. Yeah, that's the that's 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 the rack for sure. So tucked in the little corner on Abikini, you go around this like organic smoothie shop. I had the coffee, the butter coffee, the fuel coffee. Oh, uh, it's coconut oil. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 butter, coffee, coconut oil. Yeah, it's all mixed up. All mixed up. Yeah, it's, it's a it's gross. I didn't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. I could feel it. Was, it was, I loved it. Yeah, didn't like it, but. Uh, what is it called? Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof. So, sorry, is there a bulletproof store or something? There's a a, a, a coffee smoothie. They it's like a gluten free muffin stand. I love it. This is very yeah. very Venice. Very Venice. Gluten free muffin stand. They also have the butter coffee and some other coffees and smoothies. And then you go around the corner and tucked into this little back like cave. There's this chocolate cave, and I, I can't explain it. I wish I had a picture. It's made from chocolate? Kind of. It's not made from chocolate. It, it, it looks like a place where like Willy Wonka trolls mm-hmm. would live if he had trolls. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a cave. It really is a cave. And um, 
and they sell just these little tiny chocolates. And there's this little, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mike that I bumped into. Uh, there's this little lady named Bunny back there. And she's like, would you like to try some chocolate? And and she gives you little samples. And the samples were were pretty big. And then when you buy the chocolate, this is the size of the piece of chocolate. That's not a sample. This is not a sample. This okay. was a $4 piece of chocolate. Maybe three. Now, before you say that's ridiculous, which it kind of is, have a taste. So let's let's listen. So when you break chocolate, when you eat cho- nice, nice chocolate, you're supposed to listen to it. So check it out. That's some pretty... It's nice yeah. crack. So here, here's a, a piece for you. Well-constructed chocolate. Here's a, oh, yeah. So then you're... Now, I've got some toothpaste in, in there, some morning... It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Now, it's obviously a little expensive for $4 the Four dollars per gram? I don't know. Yeah. It's a thumb sized, if you can't see, it's about the size of a thumb. A child's thumb that's been smashed um, <laughs> by like a tractor or something. Here's what I like about it. Is it is it because it's made of the lost salt of Atlantis? Yeah. I, I like the packaging. Mm-hmm. I like the story. I like that you buy it in a little cave. Mm-hmm. I like that it's small. I think it forces you to enjoy it in a different way. Because often you buy like this big bar of big chocolate. It You have a piece. It kind of sits somewhere. You yeah. forget it in your car. It turns to goo. You leave it on a shelf. It turns to that powdery mm-hmm. grossness. Yep, yep. You, you ever had chocolate where it like gets that film on it? 100%. Like chocolate algae or yep. whatever that is. I like it when – I think Skittles are best when someone gives you – when they're like, hey, man, you want, you want, yeah, they give you like three or four Skittles. Yeah. Then you really get to savor the Skittle. Absolutely. Then you buy a bag for yourself and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Now you can never do a whole bag. That's your, a mistake. Your, your voice does that weird like spit congeal thing. <laughs> you know that thing? It's so embarrassing when it happens to somebody. <laughs> Everybody in the room's like, oh, you got orange juice throat, <laughs> weirdo. Hey, do you guys want some, excuse me. <laughs> It's the strangest phenomenon. <laughs> so that's why I enjoy this this chocolate. Yeah, little things. I, I don't think a package of Skittles is ever meant to be devoured by one human being. I think you need friends if you're going to buy Skittles. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. No, you really, you need a friends or family if you're going to buy yeah, a bag of Skittles. Yeah, but there was something about the way you said it, man. You you said it as if having friends is the hard part of that. Like, no, I mean, yeah, Skittles, I don't know who buys those. You need friends to <laughs> it's all good so that's 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 today's chocolate sponsor the 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 chocolate itself is called zen bunny and th- this flavor is the lost salt of atlantis oh that's the flavor that's the flavor I thought it, it has just... some salt in it yeah and then it goes under to describe itself as biodynamic chocolate i can hear my cat crying yeah, in the background screaming yeah well he hasn't been fed yet oh. speaking of cats you caught me uh, watching his poop sift. That was very new and interesting. I never thought I'd see another man do it. I have a robot litter box for my cats. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's one of the most yeah, exciting things going weird. on. Right. So it's called the the litter robot. And it's, uh, imagine if R2-D2 was fat and sleeping. <laughs> like, laying down on his side and fat. Mm-hmm. That's what the, it looks like. Yeah. So you got this big fat R2D2 taking a nap. And then inside you fill it with kitty litter. 
and the cat goes in and it does its it does its poo and pee business mm-hmm. and then you 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 it it automatically like has a weight sensor okay and then when the cat steps out it rotates mm-hmm. and it turns the whole litter box and it sifts it has this sifting mechanism yeah so it ex- extracts all the chunks that clump together puts them in a drawer in the bottom and you just have to open up that so there's no more scooping you go in there and you scoop. Does it sense the poop and then drops it into the drawer? It sifts it. It like rolls. It's very hard to. That's why you kind of have to watch it happen. Cause, okay. Because it's hard to explain what is happening. It rolls it around with a little screen, kind of mm-hmm. collects everything, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. dumps it. Get it. So when I first got it, I made the mistake. I didn't read the directions because I'm a dude. And when I buy appliances, I don't. No. Do you read them? No. Unless I have to put it together. But that's right. after I first try to put it together. Okay. So yeah, exactly. You 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 try it first. Directions are for backup. Yeah. So I I put it all together, no problem. Gave a quick glance, like all right, turn it on. So I turned it on, and it immediately started spinning. And Gray Cat was like, because imagine if someone's like, hey, check out your new toilet, and then they installed it, and it started fucking dancing. You know? Yeah, exactly. You'd freak out. You're like, I'm not pooping on that thing. Yeah. Of course, the cat freaked out. Yeah. Refused. He wouldn't even go in in the room with it anymore. So he started pooping in the potted plants. I think I did talk about this. Yeah. As like a sign of solidarity that yeah. I will not poop in the robot. Yeah. So I got really discouraged. The robot was out in the backyard for a while, just kind of collecting dirt. And then I, I read the direction. I found the directions weeks later. And it was like, very important. Don't turn it on right away. Give your cats a week to get used to it before they see it move. Really important. Yeah. So I got re-inspired, got the robot back in, filled it up, kept it unplugged. You know, it also suggested you stay there and encourage your cats. Mm-hmm. So I, I encouraged, you know, I, uh, if, if they went to sniff it, I would, I would encourage them. Um, Orange Cat went and peed right away. No problem. Uh-huh. He's a bit uh, more fearless of the two. Uh, Which is so funny based on their initial uh, characters. Sure. Yeah, he was a very shy yeah. cat originally. He's not shy when it comes to peeing in robots, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he ain't scared of a damn robot. Where we're at now with the robot is it's working splendidly. Mm-hmm. I don't leave it on the automatic weight sensor. I wait, I, I put them in a different room, and then I turn it on. And it sh- it's, it's yeah. sifts itself. Because imagine one one mishap of them being in it while it turns. Yeah, no, that would be over bad. For the robot. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. I'd have to get more potted plants because they pooped in them all. So what it does is eliminate, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a procrastinator. Uh-huh. When you procrastinate on a litter box, it just gets worse. Yeah. And then your, your cats have poop on their on their feet, kind of, because they're like, disgusting. they're in a litter, you know, they're working in a uh, litter box full this of. This is why I'm not a cat guy. Poo. And, uh, you know, you got to stay on top of it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, it's just more crap you got to sift through. And it's, 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 it's a lot. Yeah. So, it's a lot. Having creatures, I think, you know, I talk to people who have babies, cats, dogs. It's a whole. Derek, you got a dog, you know. It's constant. Poop becomes such a big part of your life. It sure does. It's, what's that? It's bigger than mine. The poop is? Yeah, well, your dog's a monster. <laughs> like the dog's bigger than me. Your dog is a, a adolescent monster. What kind of dog do you have? A Rhodesian Ridgeback. A Rhodesian Ridgeback. Wow. It sounds like a dragon. It's bred to hunt lions and Africans. Wow. Okay. It, it sounds like it's bred to hunt wizards in Harry Potter. Is what it sounds like. Rhodesian Ridgeback. So today, I'd like to introduce 
the heart to heart conversation. Clubs. Oh, okay. I got these a long time ago, and I've never used them. This is one of those uh, sexy party games. This is not a sexy party game. Okay. I can understand um, why you think so because it says heart to heart conversation cards. But no, this is just for conversation, man. Okay. So I'm gonna take. Do you want to take a card at random? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll take a card at random, and then there's questions on them. Mm. Zero's terrible. No, no. I'm... I'll go first. If you could have an opportunity to thank someone from your past, who would it be? This is asking me? This is asking you. Gosh. Oh, I, I, this is so hard. There's so many people yeah. from my past. Um, oh, that, that, that's very sweet. Yeah. There's a. Uh, uh, you got to start somewhere. I've already done it, but my sister, because she's she got me into music. She's still like, alive, bro. She's, But, okay, okay. So someone who you I could, just, You could someone thank I'm, her. Some, someone I'm no longer in contact with. I think that's what it's suggesting. Okay. Um, from your past. I guess my grandfather. Okay. He, he we we hung out and uh on my mom's side a lot and uh he would you know watch cartoons with me and like take me places and and kind of garden with me. I didn't learn much. I just kind of dug stuff and hmm. played around, but um his more his memory has like influenced me to try and work as hard as I can when I feel like working as hard as I can. And uh and it's that kind of I've had him in the back of my brain a lot when trying to accomplish things, and I would I'd have to thank him for that. But I've always wanted to get his perspective on all that now uh, as an adult. Like, what what do you think about all that hard work you put in doing what you did, and uh, and also what what did you do? Because I hear I heard just a variety of uh, different ventures he was in, and so I'm always curious as to was is this the grandfather you've described to me who had a bit of a pirate vibe to him he, sort of he, he was, was hanging out in cuba yeah, yeah yeah and stuff like that so like only pirates hang out in yeah cuba. so i i just as an adult i want to know what his life was like as an adult i've enjoyed getting to know my parents as people sure as i've aged um that's i think that's a really important thing to go through and, that hasn't really happened to me but i i hear uh, you yeah so it's interesting to talk and, and like see them as human as faulted human beings sure etc and uh i'd like to get the same thing from him because he created a parent of mine and yeah. he's someone who I always looked up to, but I like seeing the full spectrum of a, of a human being now, and I want to see his full spectrum from his perspective. How old were you when he passed away? I believe I was 10. Okay, so he was a form, like a young, you were young. Yeah. You were a young yeah. child. All right, that's awesome. I, I, think, never, that's a, I, think, yeah. I think that's, your answer is correct. <laughs> I think so too. Do you want to see mine? Yeah, uh, or no, no. May I? Please, may I ask? Read away. When you are alone and have time to reflect, oh what God. do you think about the most? I don't take much time to reflect. Uh, if, if I stop to think about things, I think I often get sad because I think of choices that I've made that I'm like, was that a good choice? You know. Uh-huh. So if I have time alone with which to reflect, mm-hmm. I will usually either read, mm-hmm. watch a movie, or work on something. Okay. Or. It's very interesting. Yeah. I'll do something else. I'll distract myself. I'll distract myself or self-medicate in some way mm-hmm. to to not give myself too much time to reflect. Yeah. If I look, if I look backwards sometimes, I get really distracted. Yeah. But, so I don't. 
Yeah, I, I don't really know how much we're looking backward is that beneficial. To I don't someone. think it's that. Yeah, let me let me look at this question again. Like, when you're alone and have time to reflect, what do you think about the most? I guess that doesn't even suggest that I have to look backwards. I don't know. If I start thinking, it's bad news. You must, but there must be some times where you must stop and go, shit, I'm, I'm nice Peter. I got that big rap battles of history. No, no. I got this house. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. No. I got a good life. The, what what that adds up to is like shit. I'm I gotta make new epic rap house history. <laughs> like yeah. I gotta keep being able to afford this house. Yeah. So when I have time to reflect, that's I don't I instantly took that to mean something about the past, and it's not. When I have time to reflect, it's it's trying to come up with ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Like trying to come up with ideas for the podcast, trying to yeah. be like, all right, what you know what I reflect about a yeah. lot? Uh some nasty email I may or may not have fired off to somebody. Okay. So I, I you know, we work kind of within a corporate sprawl yes. sometimes. Yes, we do. And within our team, our Epigraph House History team, things are grooving. We yeah. all get each other. Yeah. Sometimes when you got to reach out to other parts of the corporate beast, somebody, uh, somebody gives me a little jive. Yeah. And I'm like, look, there's only one jive here, Turkey. You know? And and that's how that's how I should write all my emails actually. It's yeah. just in like nineteen sixties Afro American slang. Yeah. Um, but instead, like sometimes I'll get real emotional, sometimes I'll get like mean and I'll draft up like eight or nine different emails. Yeah. And then I'll end up like just thinking about it constantly. Yeah. I'm like, somebody pisses me off and and I it it pisses me off for five days. Yep. And then, it, and then eventually I'll boil it down to like, I don't like you. Yeah. Which that's my new, that's my new, uh, that's my new strategy. It's just in one sentence, boiling all the feelings down into what the truth is. I don't like the way you talk, Turkey. See, now I think uh, you're in an interesting situation because um, you, you're making the final decision on well, almost everything, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so to the person's character you have to deal with does come into how you work and how you're going to work with this person and sure. if this thing you're working on is even going to pan out. Um, but I find as someone who has to deal with a few different people on different levels and whatnot, and you don't really quite understand what the dynamic is, but you want to keep a mutual res- uh, right. appreciation and respect for each other, is that when I write emails, I'm a robot. Sure. I'm a straight-up robot. There's, there's a few times I'll try to add in like little jokes or like funny things or things like that's me. Most of the time, it's just like this is what I need, right? And these are the, I, I go down like numbers. If I can, the more numbers I can use in an email, the better. So That's amazing. I, so I, I don't, I don't show any part of myself. I don't even sign my emails. I no, just, no, nothing. Wow, I, you I, know, I, best regards or anything? No, I don't care. I'll spend. This is what I need. I'll spend two hours trying to decide whether to put best regards or regards. See that no one, no one cares. No, no one, one does one cares. care. No, no, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I'm very fortunate to be working in a creative place where, yeah, where I get to, we get a lot of freedom Yeah. in, in the epic rap battles. We get to, as long, but we only get that freedom because we keep, keep making yes. big ones. Yes. So our freedom is limited by our uh, necessity for success. Yeah. But if I had to deal with a lot of people, I don't think I'd be very good at it. Yeah. Which is why, though, maybe when you write these emails... You don't have to worry about. I don't know. I I should take this back because there's you have a certain drive, man, that I do admire. Well, that your your ability to keep on kicking ass uh, allows me to <laughs> feel like I'm kicking ass too. We gotta and keep. We gotta keep us. kicking ass, but, dude. But but you you are not afraid to be on the front line and be like, 
punch in the nose yeah. and got in the way. You know, like a guy goes, that, oh, what, what did you just pay me? It's well, like, you get out of my way. me down. Yeah. 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 Well, somebody will send me an email like, uh, you know what? We're going to. Uh, and it's like, you're not going to do anything. Nose punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I'm just lucky. When I was, I was, I used to work at break.com. I don't know if I told you this. I got fired. This is one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Uh, I got I got hired to make new music content for yeah. the internet at break.com. Mm-hmm. And then I got fired from making new music content for the internet from break.com. Which, right before I started making new music content for the station, which became Maker, which begat Epic Rap Battles of History. Yeah. So I love telling people like, oh, yeah, I, I got fired by break.com. And it was one of the best experiences that happened to me of getting like I tried to do my little nose punch thing. Yeah. And they were like, boop, you're out. So I, I don't know why that was a good experience. I just, I didn't really learn anything. Have you been fired a few times in your life or once? I've been fired. I've been fired twice. Okay. And I I was always fired because I put, like, I, I put my, my interest in music was always first. Yeah. And I, that was just out there Mm -hmm. and usually didn't cause any problems, but there was one, I had a gig in Minneapolis Mm -hmm. and I was scheduled on call to bartend. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I got a gig in Minneapolis. So if you call me, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be playing music in Minneapolis. Yeah. I've been working at this place for five years. I didn't, I like, I was, you know, I was the, the waiter that they would send in when a table was really angry. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, Pete, can you, uh, this table's really pissed about their shrimp. Can you go? I'd be like, hey, you guys. You know, <laughs> I was the cheesiest waiter, but I loved it. I loved every minute of waiting tables. <laughs> I love your shirt there, I, madam. I imagine you had Johnny Rockets for some reason. But. I, I wasn't, this was like a fancy fusion Thai place. But like I would love to ID like seventy year old women. Oh you know? yeah. Like like I'm sorry, man. And for your daughter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah, I know. That's, little... the That's why I wasn't a waiter. One thing I learned is you never uh, if you're working at the bar and a guy comes in with an, a different woman, you you don't act like you've ever seen him before. Yeah. yeah. You never a guy coming in twice with different women, you're just like hello, because if you're like nice to see you again, you oh you're new, all right. Uh, bad news that happened to me. Um, and you don't ask chicks if they're pregnant, no matter how Never. pregnant they seem. Never. Because if it happens once that they're not pregnant while you're working at Applebee's, it'll haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I swear that that bitch was pregnant. But I, who knows? Um, so I got fired because I didn't show up for the shift after five years, and I was pissed. And I played a concert in Chicago a couple weeks later, and... Some people that I work with were there, and like one of my managers, and like who was maybe involved in firing. Yeah. Oh no, she fired me. Okay. Uh, and I got real drunk, and I said a lot of stupid things up on stage. I think I've heard that. Yeah, I got, I went, I got real bad. That if I sit down and reflect, those are the kind of things I'm like, what were you thinking? Why would you do that? Like I was really mean to this one girl I had a crush on for a long time. That always blew me off for some big black rapper dude, which is fine. Yeah. But at the time, I said things like that, yeah. you know, which are talking. On stage? That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Probably in my underwear. Like, <laughs> dark days, man. But I'm, I think there were people there who loved it yeah, and yeah. miss it. They're like, you're so square now. But it was so out of control, and it, it was so embarrassing sometimes. Yeah, and I really laid into this manager. I said some really mean things. It was weird. Yeah. The nice in my name used to be completely ironic. Yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the the change of not. I I really like not having to feel bad about what I did last week, at this period in my life. Yeah, I can imagine that's freeing. 
Uh, Unless it's to some burden. corporate scone that doesn't matter. I think with the scones, though, man, you got to treat them as scones. <laughs> That's my real word to describe corporate people. By the way. <laughs> it's perfect. They're dry. I guess they're important to somebody, <laughs> but you don't, you taste bad. Yeah. Scones. That's why. Here, here's the data you need to know, scone. Yeah. That's what I did. I don't want your feelings. Right. But how do you get that, that first sentiment of like, your feelings aren't really welcome here. Here's the data. You just res- I just respond with data. I don't even acknowledge. If he was like, you how's your week? The Nothing. No hello, no goodbye. Oh, see, this is what I s- that sounds a bit scony. Well, okay, hold on. I do hellos. I, I'll, I'll stop right. there. I do hellos. Right. But uh, what, are we going to we gonna like chat over a, an email where there's like three people CC'd on it? No. That's... We're not. That is where I go crazy. That's why there's no room for chatting When there. people loop in, they're like, all right, looping in Bob, looping in Dave. Hey, yeah. looping in. That's the corporate structure. It, why? If you're out there and you work in a corporate job, I have so much respect for you for for maintaining your sanity. Yeah, it's very hard. I'm it's sure. It's very hard. I'm sure. Yeah. Don't lose your soul, man. I was going to ask you. You you have the uh, interesting responsibility of communicating with our beat producers. That's a different thing entirely. I'm not a corporate guy when I talk to those no. people. No, well, no, they, because they I care about their lives. Yes. We talk about philosophy. So people have often asked us, you know, how we produce the music for the Epic Rap Battles. And we, we, we produce the songs. We produce the recordings. But the, the music track yeah. it is made by these outside producers we've been yes. working with. One, I, I believe the first one we worked with was Raw Heats. I think he's the yeah. guy who made Lennon O'Reilly. And then we started working with a, a – a, what, what was he called then? Vandalized Productions? Raw Heats? No, no. The uh, Darth Tristan? Vader. Yeah. Now his name is Tristan. Yep, he was uh, yeah Vandalized Productions. So Ham back then, I didn't that. I didn't know what was going on. I would you know lease these beats off of websites. You can go out in the world and you'll find there's producers out there who are at like a, uh, it's a professional level, but it's not like they're not making Snoop Dogg beats. No, well they're they're not making it for one person usually. Right, either. that's the other thing. You find these beats and 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 you whatever you can go through. The point is, we listen to thousands of them. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's even an exaggeration. No, not over, at this point. Over the course of a year, I'd say we listen to thousands, looking for the ones that like jump out at us. And then the interesting part comes of reaching out to that producer and communicating with him. Yeah. And producers, they make some of the most just amazing music. Yeah. They speak an entirely different language in email. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. They'll, they'll say things that are like, I, I have no idea what you just said. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not like a street slam. Yeah. It's like this, I don't know. It's like, thanks, man. Those beats under the table. Can't believe it. Off the ceiling every time. Drop bass. It's like, what? All right. So, yes. Is that? All right. Drop the ceiling. Love it. <laughs> uh, so, that's a very interesting job. Yeah. Part of your, part of your day. Yeah. I found um, to, I, I, don't, I don't even pretend to speak beat producer. Sure. You know what I mean? You don't I'm try like, and keep up with up the... Yeah, but I, I go, I try to walk the fine line between like, I know you, I try, to, I try to talk to them as musicians. Sure. Like, hey, I'm a guy that plays guitar and stuff right. and writes songs. So. Which is exactly what A&R scones do, by the <laughs> way. Like, they, that was made fun of in a, a Wu-Tang song, where it's like, who's your A&R? A mountain climber who plays an electric guitar? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. But you really do play guitar, so it's different. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sure those guys do, too. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, okay, so I am. Whatever, I am. It's great. That's, that's fine. But, but I'm not going to be like, 
yo, man, you got that ceiling drop? Because, right. you know, we we cooking with some stew over here. <laughs> right. Like, I, I'm not even trying to talk about stew. Like, you know, like, but just balancing between the robot and and the and the person who's generally interested in the, the work that you've made, you know? And we often need something with urgency called the stems. Yes. So let's talk about the stems real quick. So this is part of the rap battle process when things get so tense. Because me and Lloyd are like, we need those stems. We got to mix this beat yeah. now. Yeah. And we're pressuring you to get the stems from this producer who you're trying to wrap up like a contract with corporate entity. Yes. And then all those things, we don't care. We just want those stems. Yes. Because once we get the, what the stems are is the beat broken into little pieces. Every instrument. So we usually get the beat and it's one boom, 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 and we'll get the stems and it's just boom, 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 you know, and then you get the boom, 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 boom. We'll get the, wow, that coffee's really kicking in now. So we'll get those stems and that's how we can start really forming the song, taking parts out, making a breakdown. Yeah changing the arrangement a little bit and really wrapping it around the performance. I am so excited, by the way, about the rap battles we're working on right now. Totally. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I w- I'm just, I am also very excited. I, I keep having to hold myself back from talking about, from singing lyrics. Yeah. From from telling you how excited, like, I'm so excited. We have, there's one coming up. I'll give you, I'll tell you this. One of them has Rhett and Link in it. Yeah. That's part of, it's not part of why I was out there. I was out there because they invited me, but. Uh, I was excited to see them because yeah. they're going to be in one of them. The other one does not, and they're both really excited. <laughs> they both have some moments that just really funny stuff. I mean, so far it's like just really funny. Yeah, it's just fun. If 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 my creativity had a dick, it's hard. <laughs> well, I think it does. I think that's what part of creativity is. Is the I often think that that it's it. I think art comes from cavemen who couldn't hunt that well yep so the big cavemen will go out and hunt yeah i don't know why i think rhinoceroses i don't think that mammoths that, does, that doesn't sound like good meat but yeah mammoths so the the big the big cavemen are out hunting a mammoth little quirky caveman like paints them and the dudes are away so the, the women cave women are like a little lonely maybe yeah uh and then he's like hey oh, you know you crying? check this out i i painted i painted buck buck and is, is that his name? Is that a caveman name? What? Probably. Uh, Jandor. Uh, uh. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm going to go with Jandor. I painted Jandor. And that's, I think that's how art became biologically acceptable. Because there's no reason for it otherwise. Like what? What is the reason for art? Biologically speaking. Well, why to reproduce with an artist? Yeah, exactly. Why do uh, artists get laid? Why do artists get laid? That is, yeah. That's a that's an interesting. That's an interesting question. I, I would like to think because they're they're like, if they're really good, they kind of transcend uh, your current reality of dying to disease at a very sure, young age. They make life a little more interesting. Yeah, and so it's like, but just at that period where like they're you kind, need, yeah, they're like, I'm not gonna. Hey, I won't club you if you just want to like lay down with me. I swear to God, I won't hit you in the face. You know, okay. there's got to be something to that. Chandor's going to punch you in Jandor's the head. violent. He's yeah. been hunting a rhinoceros yeah. all yeah. day. But I, I'll give you sweet love. I won't punch you in the face. Okay. So you you think art is about toning down uh, primordial domestic abuse? Perhaps. Yeah, I think it's part of it. Okay. I, I'm into it. I'm going to ask you another heart-to-heart question. All right. 
Which animal do you think is the most intelligent? Um, gosh, whales. I think whales and any kind of other sea porpoise is. Whales seem to make almost a kind of art with their singing. They do, man. I, they, I had a record of a language. of whale song that really? would be in rotation every once in a while. <laughs> so I have this record player that's like a big platter and it drops mm -hmm. records. So you can put up to like 10, 20 records on there. And everybody would be grooving, you know, it'd be a little, little get together, a little Paul Simon's going on. And then it was just like, flip. It's always very confusing. It's a great, great trick at parties. If you're out there, throw some whale song into your mix. Just yeah. trust me on this one. Because people will feel it first before they notice it. No. They'll be like, hey, somebody's talking to me. Uh, all right. You got a question? Yeah, I got a question. Who is your favorite cartoon character? Oh, man. Uh, Mighty Mouse. Okay. I don't know why. That's, that came to my head right away. I, I imagine he's like a, a hybrid of Superman. He's just cool. Yeah. He's not... Yeah, I guess he's Superman and Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I just love Mighty Mouse. And then the Animaniacs. All of them. Yeah, that was a great show. God, I love that show. Yeah. Steven Spielberg produced that. Found that out. Right? Right? Yeah, of like, course. Just, honestly, to me, just being the guy who produced Animaniacs, I'm good for life. I'd be like, oh, you know? Yep. Yeah, I did. Remember Animaniacs? I produced that. I'd be like, oh, my God, you're on this guy! You know, at the party. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Turn uh, the whales down. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, turn the whales down, dude. Guy from Animaniacs <laughs> is here. Tell us stories. But imagine that guy's also Steven Spielberg. Where do you even start? Yeah. Like, if all he made was Jaws, he's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Jaws 2 and Jaws 3. Not he so didn't much. make those. No, he didn't. Yeah. I love reading those stories when people are like, no, that's garbage. I can't be a part of that. Yeah. It's important. And that's why you have to have the ability to punch people in the nose. Right. Because you're like, I, you know. But that's what's, when you get into Hollywood and stuff, like, you got to wonder if people like, you punch them in the nose. They're like, all right, I'll call my friends and your career's over. <sighs> yeah, no. And also, uh, a good person who can navigate this kind of world uh, doesn't punch people in the nose so much. Just like the flicks them in the nipple. I think I, I would have to imagine you just got to robot them. Yeah. This is non-emotional. I'm doing this on a non-emotional basis. I have an objective. You're not part of that objective. The, the robot needs to go this way now. I'm I'm learning. I'm, I I used to not only punch in the nose, but just like machine gun punch and scream and like throw chairs you know at the nose and i'm learning to just yeah that's not, you're never gonna no. like that later on no that that's, that's gonna be a sitting in reflection that's, thing. that's where i'm trying to get rid of that stuff yeah but you, you you know you live you live life on your impulses sort of when you're when you're being creative and especially making the rap battles you are you are trying to be as insulting as possible in a creative uh, aggressive way yeah constantly so when, when a real uh, conflict comes, you're like, well, screw you, dip it dip it doo <laughs> you, <know, like, laughs> you, uh, you should respond to everything <laughs> in rap now. I, I, I have before used like rhyming couplets in my emails. Yeah. God, I spend too long on emails, man. Yeah. When other people, Lloyd catches me sometimes, he's like, what are you writing over there, bro? You've been, you've been writing for like two hours. Is that one email? Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And it's one email that I started yesterday because yeah. I'm pissed or asking for something. And I don't know how to do either of those things very well. I found something else, too, is that uh, often my best email communications 
as I know this is the opposite of what I just said, but I'll be also be like very lyrical in how I write. Like it's it's like almost like I'm I'm composing something that is for my own pleasure, and yeah. I, and and it's like I won't even read it over again. I know because it's because I know those are kind of all for things that are really just communication based and sure. not there's no there's no information being shown. It's just like a response to a general question. I love just like shooting something off like I'm like Jack Kerouac, just like giving my answer, and it's a little nonsensical, but I get to the point and I. I don't know. I think those are some of my best emails. And anytime I've gotten a job is when I've written a cover letter in that manner. Of just free freestyle. Of free just, just freestyle. Like, this is what I feel like right now. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da. You know, just taking in the whole universe and the ice cream I had this afternoon and sent. It's also realizing that nobody is going to ever care as much as you do. Yep. People, you, you look into the tone of your own emails so much harder. Yeah. God, emails are weird. Did you see that guy running for president? Said he... Oh, never, never written did an email? email? That's Lindsey Graham. I don't know if he's running, but yeah. He's a potential? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I, I, yeah. I would think that someone in his camp is like, dude, don't ever say that again. I would hope so. You cannot become president of the United States if you don't use email. Yes and no, though. Like, like if you're if you're an old dude and you just have brown email, I, I, I've, for the most part, it's pretty How unacceptable. How does he communicate? Does he write letters? No, he talks to his, his interns, man. The guy's surrounded by people who work for him. So in other words, he doesn't communicate directly to anyone. He's There's exactly. only some other people. Yeah. As far and I've never worked in politics, but you watch any of the shows about politics. Sure. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah, yeah. It's all face-to-face with other Congress people. And anything else that has to go in an email, you go, hey, can you, can you write that for me? Like, sure. Can you yeah. stay here till 4 a.m. Right. I'll that vote for him. No, I don't, don't no, have I'm to gonna, do that. I'm going to vote for him just based on that one thing. I can feel it in my gut. I think it's important that the pr- that the next president knows what the hell the internet is and how sure. to use it. 100%. Yeah, but I like his nose. I just don't his, think it's crazy His that nose never spoke has. to me, yeah. and uh, and he's got some immigration policies that I agree with. So, <laughs> Presidente, you know what I mean? Oh, God. Do you remember the time we formed a band that was an improvised rock band? Absolutely. And we played a gig at a jazz bar. And no one understood that we were making up the songs as we went along, so we just seemed like a mediocre rock band. Was that the one that was? I oh know it, yeah, it was the jazz bar, and there was a bunch of like families there. Yeah, and like very uncomfortable. Yeah. So Dante and I we put together a band called called the Venkman Brothers. Yep. And it was Dante, myself, and Jeff, Jeff from Craigslist. Jeff from Craigslist on drums, and we decided that we were going to fully improvise a rock and roll show. Yeah. But if the audience doesn't understand that you're making it up. It just seems like sloppy, yeah, harebrained rock and roll songs. Yes, I looking back, I there's moments I think are just sheer brilliance. They are just uh, this triumphant chorus about hot sauce and and guns. Yeah, but the audience at the time was just like, what, what, what is happening? Yeah, well, I enjoyed it because you can. But there's going to be about three percent of the population that understands sure. what's happening, and they're like. Yeah. Yes. This and then, is so and then I'm like, real. you get it. Yeah. You get it. But then you look over at the majority of the tables and they're checking their phone. And that, that sucks to me. But that's, that's funny. That's a, kind of a thing between you and me is that I love playing to that 3%. Sure. You love playing to the room. I like the room. Yeah. I and like I get room. it. I get it. I like the room. Yeah. That's the other thing. I'm, we could talk about that. Maybe this is the last thing we'll talk about today because we got, we got, it's, it's Monday. We got work to do. Yeah. And these weeks are flying, man. Yes, they are. We got two rap battles down as far as lyrics, pretty much. Mm-hmm. There's four more big ones to go. One of them is hard. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I, it's going to be very I, lyrical. I think they're but, all going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we've started practicing for our tour this summer, and uh, that's exciting. 
Yes. It's exciting to see. I got in touch with a, a company that makes a video screen. Mm -hmm. So we might be able to have a video element as part of the show, but not a big TV because I've always thought those were annoying and incredibly hard to move. Yes. This is like a collapsible video screen that's really bright. We are starting to work on costumes and like the songs and how they flow into each other. We're doing the beats with some instruments. Mm -hmm. Lloyd is 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 getting his stage performance chops up. You can yep. see every like he did Hannibal Lecter, and the first time he was like, "Oh man, this is too hard." Second time he's like, "Okay, all right, I'm getting it." Now he's just getting up there. He's Hannibal Lecter. He's Hannibal Lecter, crushing on stage. But there's different. There's you know there's recording performance Hannibal Lecter, and there's stage performance Hannibal Lecter, and to yeah. see that blossoming out of him. Very exciting. So we got the tour coming up. Yeah, got the the podcast happening. It's on. A, we got a yeah. schedule now. It's Mondays. Yep. Are we on iTunes yet? We are. Everything's getting official. Yeah. Everything's locking up. We've busted out the conversation cards. Yep. Had some chocolate. I think I think it's a good place to stop. Yeah. No, nah, I'm I'm ready. I, I think uh, I think there's going to be more in touch for uh, or in store for next week. So, on behalf of the Nice Peter podcast. It is the uh, worst. Everyone I play the sound for is really offended. Nothing good sounds like that. Yeah. Anything you will encounter in your lifetime yeah. that makes that noise, it's bad. you don't want to be around for right. too long. Well, next time we're going to have to open some new viewer mail so we can get a new sound effect. Yeah, I like that. So, on behalf of us all, we'll see you next week. Stay strong. Thank you, Tampa! Thank you, Tampa! You guys have been great!